Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Despite the fact that I'm sure no children listen to this podcast, welcome back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host and still your champion, Rogue Wrestling Michael Newman, joined alongside my tag team partner and eternal rival, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan, who is now a champion in his own right. Ten years in the making of Cardboard Classic. Ten years! All those years of toiling and scratching and clawing in the terms of pro wrestling. Finally, you broke through the glass ceiling or the uh, cardboard ceiling, as it were. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> to, to, uh, there was a wrestling uh, uh, sled. They uh, built a ring out of cardboard, and then they had like every character you could think of in there. Um, there's Hogan, of course, uh, Macho Man, Ric Flair. Uh, I'll try to pull up a picture and see if... Uh, what else was there? That's pretty now, cool. Did they place it all? A lot of people. I will say it's a lot of it is just like doing it for fun with your friends because there's so many sleds and only three uh, out of the design at least uh, category. Only three win. Uh, otherwise, it's fastest. So that's like single rider sled. Uh, only one person wins out of that, and then there's. Uh, a couple of sponsor ones. If you do like Jose Cuervo, you can win some money and some tequila. Then there's a beer one, Pacifico beer. You can win money and like beer for a year. And then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Epic Fail. That, I don't think you win any money. I think you just win like stuff from the show, like memorabilia and stuff. You just get a, a couple of uh, token things that are fun to yeah. have. Kind of like a, you know, Goldberg just kind of like winning the Universal title. It's just kind of like a fun thing for him to have. Yeah. It's not really like meaningful, but it's just, you know, consolation prize. I love how many people have like negatively reacted to that. I, I, I like how many people have negatively reacted to that and somehow didn't see it coming when it was like the most obvious shit match of all time. Yeah. And it went exactly as we expected, or at least it went exactly as I expected. Yeah. I think the only thing that I'm slightly surprised by is that Goldberg, I think, botched every single move that he did. I figured he would get at least one of those spears right. But he fell down, like, every time. Yeah. Uh, like, that, that was pretty bad. I don't know. Did you have anything else to add to that? Uh, that... No, I just, I mean, just look at the mainstream attention that got. It was like, oh, Goldberg's back, and he's a mm-hmm. champion again. And now the match is going to be with Roman Reigns. That is a much better match for WrestleMania than uh, Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that match would still have a, a lot of appeal? I guess it would still not quite have the same level of appeal if it didn't have the championship. But do you still think that that match would still mean a lot and could be built up to be a big WrestleMania match, even if it didn't have the title on the line. The Goldberg versus Roman Reigns spear versus beer thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that's the thing. It was just, it's the, I guess that's, they went with the easier build, right? They were like, Hey, let's, uh, yeah, I think they, yeah, they, it's, it's the easier build. So let's go that way. And again, I think it's the mainstream appeal. It's like it actually. It's it's kind of weird in a certain way. It's it's really the easy. It, it's um, 
this is the quintessential, the easy way is not the right way. In a certain perspective in it. So with Roman Reigns and Goldberg, I feel like, you know, obviously it's pretty, like Roman Reigns should win. He probably will win based on how WWE does things. But having the championship there, I think almost guarantees, right, that Roman Reigns will definitely win because Goldberg's not sticking around long-term as a champion. Yeah. So, like, if, if Goldberg wasn't the champion then he would have a better chance of actually beating Roman Reigns, which in my eyes would then make it like being more if Roman Reigns actually then beat him. So I don't know. Like, it, it, I feel like they kind of did shoot themselves in the foot a little bit. I mean, obviously their mentality, right, is just like, well, this is the match we care about, so we're going to build this up. And I guess they kind of care about The Fiend and Cena, but clearly not as much, especially because like the way that they even fucking wrote. This is the thing that kills me too, is like WWE, writes out these promos and these things like so in depth, but then like clearly doesn't even pay attention to what they've done. Cause like John Cena came out and his whole thing was like, you know, I'm not going to go to WrestleMania and have a match this year because frankly, I haven't been around and WrestleMania spots should be earned, not just given. And then he just fucking immediately takes a spot right once Bray Wyatt challenges him. And it's like, Oh, well, you know what? I changed my mind, I guess. I mean, I guess the argument can be made. It was the young guy challenging him. Yeah, I I mean I guess, but it just I don't know. I feel like how how weak were your convictions that it took nothing basically to convince you? Because hey. like Bray Wyatt didn't even do anything. It's not like Bray Wyatt attacked him and then therefore it's like, oh I gotta get revenge against this dude who attacked me. Like he just came out and was like, I'm gonna stare at you and I want you to fight me and then he was like, Hmm. Yeah, let's fight. Let's do it. <laughs> what the fuck, man? The you sign have any point, conviction at all? The sign point is stronger than you can imagine. The sign point is too sacred. You cannot deny it. It's stronger than hustle, loyalty, or respect. <laughs> All of John Cena's morals mean nothing compared to the sign point. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so silly and lazy. And I really, really hope that uh, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, can beat Cena because, wow, would that do nothing for either guy if John Cena won? Oh, I think that, I don't think that's a question. I think the Fiend is winning that match. Because like, look at the start, the, yeah. the start of his, like, hey, why did I challenge Cena? Was he beat me all those years ago, and that's what sent me down the like wrong path. Yeah, that's that's some impressive amount of retconning. Yeah. They're trying to pull to try and make this shit make sense, even though it doesn't. <laughs> but hey, at least at least at least I have got to give him some credit. They're at least trying, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a it's good logic, right? It, it at least is logic. There is some sound logic to it. I just I feel like if it were really sound logic, I don't know why he would have challenged this guy a lot earlier. Like, but you know, that's that's because they don't actually do long term booking. They just once they figure out a story that they want to do, they try and look back through their history to see if there's anything they can piece together to try and make what they're doing now make sense. And that's what they did. They're like, wait, holy shit, they fought a couple years ago at WrestleMania. We could pretend that that was the moment. Where, <laughs> because it fits our story now, and then later on we can just pretend that that's not the case if we don't want it to be, because that's just you know they book by the seat of their pants. Yeah, and they just got lucky. And yeah, although yeah, like, weirdly enough, one story that they're actually you know clearly orchestrating, doing a lot of scripting, but it's actually kind of working. I feel like it's the Otis and Dolphin, Mandy Rose. 
Sonia Deville storyline. Like, I feel like that's got some interesting intrigue going for it. It's kind of working. Yeah, it's it's kind of like fizzled out a little bit for me, at least. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like, I'm not turning it tuning in every week to find out, but they have like slowly progressed it along. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the. I feel like at this point in this, the build of the story, they're building up Ziggler a little bit more, so that then when eventually Otis now has his resurgence, then it'll be even bigger when he beats him. Yeah. But from the other perspective, I feel like it just that I feel like it's kind of working is that the crowd is clearly fucking into Otis. Like, because obviously oh, yeah. the point of this would be right to build up Otis as a star, right? And yes. people are digging Otis. So it's like, all right. Well, you're doing something right. Heavy, uh, he's definitely carrying heavy machinery in terms of the fans right now. Oh yeah, but, because but, dude, nobody would give two fucks about Tucker Knight without Otis Dozovich. Um, because if you looked at that gauntlet match this week, like Tucker was the one doing actually most of the work because he's in the better shape, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it can go longer. But like the crowd was all into them anytime Otis mm-hmm. it got in there. Well, yeah, it's perfect, right? You know, you put the, the worker or the guy who's going to get the beat down, like either way, just the one who's not getting the hot tag to give the hot tag to the guy who, you know, in this case, Otis, to come in and wreck house and get the crowd excited. And meanwhile, you're just building anticipation for that big moment when everybody's excited mm. for Dozovich, you know, Otis to come in, do the caterpillar, and do what other stupid shit he's going to do, you know. People like Otis. Mm-hmm. And now they've got a uh, chance at the SmackDown Tag Titles in Elimination Chamber. Yes, but they're not going to be the... Yeah, it's because they didn't win the uh, gauntlet match. They're not going to be the last ones in, right? So I think it's uh, Ziggler and yep. uh, Rude. Yep. Team Rudolph, as I like to call them. But um, ooh, speaking of, before we wanted to go into Elimination Chamber predictions, I did want to ask you about um, from AW Revolution. What did you think of John Moxley winning the title off of Jericho? I was not honestly expecting that. Wasn't expecting it. Uh, you could have gone either way, though. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was totally okay I, with it. I let it sink in. I think about it. I think I like it more. I definitely want to see more of how where it goes. Like we've only seen one week of TV now with him as champion, but I'm I'm really into it because I know some people were definitely, for example, was really upset and it's like it's way too early to take the title off Jericho. What the fuck are they doing? And like at first I was kind of like, oh, I'm really surprised that they did, especially with how dominant Moxley was in the feud, even after the eye getting stabbed. But like I don't know, I feel like it definitely makes sense. Especially with like, I have I have a hidden theory too, and I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Have you noticed okay. how much more the crowds are getting into Jericho, and they're constantly singing his theme song and stuff now? Yes, I think they were probably initially planning to keep Jericho as the champion a little bit longer, but noticing how much more the crowd is getting into him, I think they might have ended up calling a close to last minute audible to switch, put the title on Moxley and potentially kind of keep playing with this a little bit and see 
where the crowd wants to go with Jericho, like whether he wants to stay as a heel for a little while, or if maybe he ends up kind of eventually turning babyface within, you know, maybe this next year or so at some point, like maybe kind of yeah, turning against the inner circle say, or the inner circle boots him out, something like that. Like, I would say probably in another year though. Right. Well, cause I, 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 I think it would depend fast. on how you do it. Cause if, if, if it's on his own volition, it's way too soon, but like, say for example, yeah. Like, you know, Jake Hager or somebody else in the inner circle decides, like, you know, Jericho lost the championship. Like, why are we still supporting him and with him? Like, if he lost the title and, say, can't get it back from Moxley, then maybe it's like, hey, it's time to usurp the old man and kick him out. I feel like that kind of storyline could turn Jericho face a lot faster. Possibly. I would still want another year for that. But even because then, I'm I wouldn't want him to be like right. total babyface, right? Like, I think I'd want him to still basically be Jericho, but then just be fighting against his own inner circle dudes for a little while, like kind of tweener-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see it just way down the road for me. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've just enjoyed the inner circle stuff so much that I think it needs to stay around for a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm definitely not... Uh calling for a early end to the inner circle. I love their antics. So, oh, okay. you know, the, yeah. I, if they can keep that going, definitely. But I, I feel like I'm just more intrigued in watching how much like the crowd is like, so into fucking America right now that I feel like with the amount that, uh, AEW likes to pay attention to the crowd and what they're kind of asking for, I feel like it would definitely not be outside of the realms of possibility that, yeah, maybe in the next year, something like that happens. I mean, look at, the Wrestling Observer Awards this year. Yeah. He's Jericho uh, got so many awards. Of the year. Oh, yeah. that, hold on. I think I have it here. I can pull it up. Everything he's won. Yeah, it was definitely Wrestle of the Year. I think he got. You're right. Uh, best promo as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all, all I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, Biggest Draw, I think, as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yes, uh, the Lu- Luthez Ric Flair Award, which is Wrestler of the Year, uh, mm-hmm. best on interviews. Uh, he also touted that AEW, AEW Dynamite got best weekly TV show. Um, United, United States slash Canada MVP, Chris Jericho. Best mm-hmm. box office draw, Chris Jericho. Um, most charismatic, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. And this is I all mean, by, like, yeah. a lot. So, ready? So, in terms of, like, I think... These appear to be raw numbers or something like that. Next to the he so he posted like a list of who came in like one through seven for each of these categories. Mm-hmm. So you've got Chris Jericho with in parentheses five twenty two. I wonder if that's like media versus and then these other numbers are listeners maybe. Um three thousand six ninety five. Whereas Okada comes in second with three forty nine and three thousand one thirty three. So like a couple hmm. hundred difference, yeah. Uh, it's it's not close. He he beat out Cody by a couple hundred, almost a mm-hmm. thousand actually, for best on interviews. Mm-hmm. AEW yeah. Dynamite, sixteen hundred over NXT. Yeah, it's crazy. This one's yeah. great. Hold on, here's he absolutely the United it States slash Canada MVP nine fifty. Cody was in second with a hundred and two. Oh shit. Wow, that's a huge margin. Best yeah, box I mean, office draw. Chris Jericho, 540. Brock Lesnar, 99. Yeah, fuck Brock Lesnar, dude. He shouldn't be on that list. But anyway. That one's, that's... Oh, hold on. Just real quick. Sorry. 
this one's crazy too because even um uh the box office draw like John Jones and Nate Diaz. So like MMA guys are also in this category. Whoa! And what Jericho beat them? Huh? That's interesting. That I mean, that must be skewed from the voter base. More pro wrestling people that vote, but probably. But I, hey, I'm, that's cool. I cool makes the pool bigger, right? Like, yeah, for sure. That is, I mean, he totally deserves it. I feel like 2019 was the year of two people. It was Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay. Like Will Ospreay from like an in-ring standpoint, and like Jericho from like every other standpoint. And it's like, and I think if I remember from looking at some of those awards too, uh, Will Ospreay did really well as well. Um, but yeah, Jericho did so fucking well this year. And it's, it's so astounding too, that he had such a good year so late in his career. Yeah. Like, you know, he's no spring chicken. He's an old man and he's still reinventing mm-hmm. himself in such a way that not only can he give himself such good performances, but he can, do so much to help carry a new promotion and get it started and give it a solid foundation for going forward. Like all of the hats off to Jericho. And I, I still remember when we were first predicting, you know, that match between Jericho and Adam page. And I first thought it was like, you know what? I feel like they should put the title at Adam page to start. And like right afterwards, I admitted I was so wrong. And now I can admit yet yeah. again, I was so wrong. I am so glad they put the title on Jericho. He did such a damn good job. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah. Because I was the same way. I was like, put on the young guy. Yeah, well, I was, I was like, of two minds. I was like, put it on the young guy. And two, uh, I was a little bit suspicious of Jericho at the time. Mm. I was still like... he was still a WWE guy? Well, it was still just because it was too soon. Like, he had jumped ship and like, I don't know. He'd been with WWE for so long and the way that he talked about working with Vince, like I feel like I also just wouldn't have put it past him as far as like being a smart enough guy to somehow be like a double agent. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like that, I don't know. I think that's just me being paranoid. Clearly now at this point, I think it's very clearly proven that that's not the case. Like he's just doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he's, he's done fantastically and he's gotten so many other people over too, which is another fantastic part about it. Like, he's gotten so many other guys in the inner circle over. He's really helped Darby Allen get over a lot. Like, mm-hmm. the champion has done a great job. Yeah, I mean, AEW should hand out a, uh, like, best signing award. And that has to be to Chris Jericho. You know what? They Maybe they should do, like, annual award. Kind of like, you know, how WWE does the Slammies or whatever. Like yeah. Maybe they should do something like that. They should give Jericho a goddamn award. <laughs> like, what's funny is this makes his, like, gimmick of the you should thank me, like, <laughs> actually real. Yeah. Exactly. Although, all right, so then here's, here's the big question, though, is do you think that WWE with Elimination Chamber has the ability to creatively do as well as even just Jericho? in AEW as far as coming up with some great ideas and putting on an entertaining show. Hmm. Not even accounting the rest of AEW and like their other creative people, but just Jericho. One man. Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of have to. I 
because he he was there was a for me at least there was a low point for a while there where mm-hmm. when it was uh Chris Jericho and Cody mm-hmm. like that was the stuff that was like the best on the show and so I would definitely count like Cody was a part of that but like Jericho was also the other side so I would definitely have to say Jericho is probably one of the biggest like parts of that show and therefore like because like I was saying that that was a low point on everybody else mm-hmm. and when it was like Cody and Jericho I was like yes this is an awesome feud, feud and this is great mm-hmm. so. so going into uh, Elimination Chamber there are there any feuds or matches that you're excited for uh, let me look over these matches again just to refresh my memory I feel like weirdly enough I'm most um, excited for the match that's probably in their eyes the least consequential uh, the Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak match yeah <laughs> For me, that that's that's it. Uh, Andrade and hum- Humberto, be, just because I've loved the Andrade and Angel Garza team up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's about it. Otherwise, I have no interest in this pay per view. Yeah, this one's a this one's a rough one. Especially, I feel like the the especially downer one. Like, I do not like that they put Braun against three guys for the Intercontinental Title. Like, I feel like no matter what the outcome With of no- that match is, it just is bad for the Intercontinental Title. With no um, like stipulation of like the one who pins them gets the title, right? They were just saying it's a three on one handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. The fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. So then, do they all three of them win, or does it just go back to Nakamura since he was the champion, or is it yeah based on who pins him? Right. So there's there's three different scenarios you and I just came up with in a minute of different ways that this could happen, and they have not stipulated which one is it. But Joe, they don't need to do any of those things because obviously Braun is just going to win, so it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, so. So they, they, like, they clearly didn't think about it because they're like, "Well, why do we need to think about it? Braun's winning. Who cares?" <laughs> and we're going to make all three of these guys completely fucking irrelevant jackasses. Oh, basically, I mean, as if they weren't already, basically, but just you know, even more so. Like I feel like this is the final nail in the coffin for Nakamura and Cesaro, especially Nakamura. This is embarrassing. No, they could definitely live through this, right? All right. All right, let's see. Let's let's get into this card. You know, what? actually, I'm just gonna go ahead and start with that one because that is that is. Let's just get out of the way. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Braun's gonna retain his title against all those three guys and make them all look like fucking jackasses. Like, yep. Uh, but just because I'm being forced to be on the other side, I'll say that I want to see like Sami Zayn sneak in the pin. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see like Cesaro and Shinsuke do all the work, and then Sami like runs in, gets the pin, and then he's the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, see, that, that see, like if if, if we put together this match and then we're like, all right, well, let's actually create a good story out of it. That would be a good option, right? Like Sami Zayn actually taking because then you now have yeah, a feud. because then you actually have a feud. You have so many potential feuds out of that, like. You have either Cesaro going after Zane. You have Nakamura especially going after Zane because of their long-term partnership. And then Braun, angry, coming after the title too. You could have like a fatal four-way that actually makes sense at WrestleMania. Like all these guys trying to kill Zane, the sneaky son of a bitch who stole the title. Like, that would be awesome. I hope they do that. Like, (laughs) Or make this a long, drawn-out feud of like... I guess it's weird having Braun with the title doing this, but you could just have Braun like run through 
Cesaro and Sammy leading up to a rematch with Shinsuke. I mean, I guess you could if you weren't going to have him beat all three of these guys in one match, though. But yeah, yeah so if you guess you had, like, that would have been the better bit. Yeah, yeah, that would make a lot more sense. But yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the other easy one that I think is definitely happening, and it's Miz and John Morrison retaining their SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Okay. Going, uh, going baldy for it. Uh, they just. You think that's a well, ballsy? I feel one? like going for any of the elimination chambers early is just ballsy, just because there's so many options. No. That it's like, I mean, I do think I I do think you're probably. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the I forgot about the women's one. I was like, there's another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I you'd probably agree. But I. Uh, they they've got it like, too it, soon. It like, would have been dumb for them to have had yeah. them win it at Saudi just to drop it here, right? So yeah, yeah, they definitely should retain through some some good heel shenanigans, especially because so they they got it off New Day, right? Yes, correct. Okay, so New Day just lost it, mm-hmm. so they're out of the picture. Yep. Uh, Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker, their bigger storyline is with Ziggler and Rude. Uh, well, specifically, over just Ziggler, yeah, Rose like thing. Otis and Ziggler. Yeah. Um, Lucha House Party is a non-factor, so the only other team I can see viably getting it is the Usos. Yeah. But even then. Yeah, so that's... that's I, I just don't see it. I think that's who I'm going to have to go for as far as the second option is probably the Usos because, yeah, like, you you did light it out. It's like, Lucha House Party, no chance. Heavy Machinery and Rudolph, like, it makes more sense to not have the tag titles involved in that feud and just keep it Otis versus Dolph. And uh, New Day yeah. just lost it, so it'd be kind of weird to give it back to them. Dirt Sheet probably should just retain. But then, yeah, Usos are kind of also the third team involved in that feud and are important in the tag division. So maybe they steal the chaos. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, <clears throat> you're definitely having chaos with Heavy Machinery and Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, I think they, like, eliminate each other somehow. Yeah, that's true. I think they'll probably... Yeah, you're right. They'll probably eliminate each other. And then... All right. Yeah, Lucha Hard Power just gets fed to somebody. <laughs> they, just, they just needed a sixth team, and they're like, everybody, Who else every- is a tag team? You two. Okay. Well, especially for Lucha House Party, they have like how many different options? Like, And so they were just like, uh, You two, yeah. Out of true, like, true. the four of you that are in this. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be all ballsy. I'm going to go for the, uh, I'm going to go for the other chamber match. Baszler is winning that thing. I feel like the two chamber matches, yeah, the two chamber matches have the most obvious outcomes, right? Yeah, compared to previous chamber years, they have very obvious outcomes, I think. I mean, you literally have Becky Lynch tweeting all this stuff about how she can't wait for Shayna to win. Like, <laughs> literally giving no other woman a chance. It would be really funny is if, like, uh, Liv Morgan wins it, and then Liv Morgan reveals that she actually had a secret lesbian relationship with Becky Lynch. And then that's why she wants to fight her too. That'd be great. Oh my god! Now that you put that idea out there, it's going to come true. Yep. Damn it! <laughs> All right. So then, if Baszler's not winning, who who do you think would be the second choice? I feel like none of the Ruby Squad have any chance. Uh, none of the Ruby Riot. Squad. Nope. So I, I'm gonna go. I gotta go with Asuka. Yeah. She's the only other one that has a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And if like. But again, that's a low chance because we just had that feud with right. Becky. You just had that, and they finally and they did it in a way that very much felt like 
like he got her win back. Like that it was, was a conclusion to the feud for now. Yeah, yeah. She hit her. The mist came out. Then like finished her off finally. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's probably going to be the end of that. And, uh, we'll get Baszler. I'm curious though. I, I'm really interested to see whether like Baszler and Becky, if they just kind of have their feud on their own, or if the very obvious potential Ronda Rousey inclusion like happens. Say like at WrestleMania, for example. Uh, the, uh, I don't think Rousey is back yet, but uh, it should be soon. Yeah, because I could because even if she's not like back back yet, I could definitely see there at least like having a run in, for example, WrestleMania, and, like you know, do like a distraction or whatever. I guess depending on what is Ronda Rousey pregnant right now? Uh, she was, she was at least sure. trying to have a kid and stuff like right. Yeah, it was the impregnation yeah. vacation. <laughs> that might be a, a bad visual, though. Like, so you have like a super pregnant Ronda run down and like try to cost Becky the match. <laughs> you just have like forever that in like WWE's history. It's like oh, big old pregnant Ronda. That'd be terrible. Um, all right, let's see what match are you taking next. Then we got the uh, Raw tag match. We got Styles versus Alistair Black. U.S. title match and Daniel Bryan versus... Yeah. I think I have to go with Andrade retaining over Humberto. Andrade over Humberto. That is... I feel like there's no way they're putting the title on Humberto Carrillo already. Uh, Way too soon. What was that? I was saying I definitely agree. I feel like there's no way they're putting a title on uh, Humberto Carrillo so soon. Yeah, but uh, I just so I just looked at the whole card again, and I was like, "Wow, I think it's going to be all retaining." Um, and like this one, I could be like, I could see them going like, "Oh, we need to move one," and so they could just move this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't. Know, I I feel like there's. Hmm, I guess I shouldn't say too much. <laughs> no, I should not reveal my strategy. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, I'm going to go for my next match. I'm going to pick Daniel Bryan to beat Drew Gulak. I feel like it would be really intriguing to have Drew Gulak beat Daniel Bryan, but I feel like it's it would be just too much too soon. But I feel like if he got really, really close and say, oh, man, you know what? If either Daniel Bryan, they just have like straight-up really competitive match, it's very close and he still beats him. Or what if Drew Gulak is about to finally find some holes in Daniel Bryan's game and Daniel Bryan has to cheat to win? Ooh, that would be very interesting. That, ooh, that's what I want to happen. That would be super intriguing. Because, see, I don't know exactly if this is part of where they're eventually going to go with this, but I really would love to have Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak team up, like, in kind of like a mentor-mentee relationship, like Daniel Bryan is teaching Drew Gulak. I think that would be awesome. That would be great. Like pass all of his technical wizardry on, but like, yeah, I guess you, I guess you probably have to turn Daniel Bryan heel. Yeah, and I just don't see that happening right now. Yeah, or maybe could do you think you could almost make them work as sort of like they're kind of heels, but they're kind of tweeners? Or like, do you think maybe turn Drew like Gulak a little bit babyface? Like, do you think that could work? I think that that would work more than uh, Daniel Bryan going heel. Hmm. Just right now, you don't maybe, like, yeah, Daniel yeah. Bryan's like been really strong as a heel right now. So, 
or as a face. Or as a face, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe you could do the what I was just pitching, but in verse. Like maybe Drew Gulak is trying to find all the holes in Daniel Bryan's game, but he can't. And so then he's trying to resort to cheating. And then Daniel Bryan keeps trying to like encourage him not to cheat and then just go back to mat wrestling. <laughs> or something like, yo, know, he's about to get hit with the chair and then just grabs the chair out of his hand and then like puts it down and is like, no, 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 like don't use the chair. Like kind of like wags his finger at him, like no, no, like, no. Come no. On, like, let's wrestle. Like encourage him and maybe Drew Gulak kind of yeah, becomes a little less of a sneaky bastard and wants to learn true pro graps with Daniel Bryan. Hmm. But I don't know. I'm just excited to see that match. Like I said, I think that's my match I'm looking forward to most on the card. Uh, and it's probably going to be like the first one. Yeah, I think that's oh, probably no, actually the with the two chambers. They might do a chamber first. I could see them doing the tag team chamber first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible. Um, so we got two uh, matches left. I, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Street Profits retaining over Rollins and Murphy because. That one again, literally just won the titles. <laughs> uh, True. So I don't see them losing it. I I could. I feel like because the this is the one you can see changing. Yeah. Yep. Yes, you've fallen into my trap. The Smurfs. I feel like a uh, Seth and Murphy, uh, because they have like the uh, authors of pain and stuff like that. Like they've got the other X factors like that. I feel like they could absolutely cheat to steal the titles back. Mm. And. uh I like I I also don't know why they would have done this whole thing as far as like the quick title switch to Street Profits and then back, but I don't know. It just kind of feels like WWE just does shit sometimes, and hmm. I don't. I feel like this this just stinks to me of like the eh, they could just fucking switch it over. Like I don't know, because I I also feel like going into WrestleMania, I feel like they would rather put somebody against Seth and Murphy. Like I think they'd rather have them on the card than they would. The street profits. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. I feel like that Seth Rollins matters to them a lot more than the street profits do. So that's the yeah, other yeah. part Probably. of reasoning. It's like, well, maybe they could switch it back to them. I guess. Uh, all right, and then we got the last match on the card, and I think my pick is actually going to surprise you a little bit because I'm gonna I would explain it with where I think they might go with some booking. I'm gonna pick Alistair Black to beat. Uh, AJ Styles. But I don't think that he does it alone. I think it's because of The Undertaker. You think The Taker like, just appears or something like that and throws him off? I think he I think he appears directly to counter the OC. I think because it's like a no DQ match, like the OC will come out and they're going to like help Styles. But then Undertaker will come out and like you know, double choke slam him or some shit like that to get that even it up. And then Aleister Black can get the win on Styles. And then I would hope gotcha. that this would set up instead of just a singles match between AJ Styles and Undertaker, which then, of course, AJ Styles will just lose and probably won't be that great because Undertaker is so goddamn old and slow. Instead, you set up a tag team match at WrestleMania with Aleister Black and The Undertaker versus AJ Styles and the OC or something like that. I feel like that would be a lot better WrestleMania match. Keep Taker out of singles matches. <laughs> Let him do like one or two big <laughs> spots in the tag match. Alistair Black is in there most of the time. Like tags yep. out and then he Exactly. Like I feel like that'd be much better for everybody involved. What what do you think? 
Uh, the least amount of taker is always. <laughs> it's so sad that we have to say that. Right? Yep. Dead men should just stay dead, I guess. Dead men tell no tales in the room. <laughs> they, they shouldn't. Oh, that's so good. All right. Well, is there anything else? I think that's most of the... That is all the matches on the card, right? Yeah, it's only, uh, what, seven matches? Yeah. Yeah, pretty light load for WWE. Yeah, compared to... Uh... <clears throat> Hold on. Let's let's see how many... WrestleMania 36. We already have six announced for WrestleMania. Yeah. And we're still like a month away. All right. All right. Final prediction. How, how many so... hours do you think WrestleMania is going to be this year? Like including including uh, the pre-show, let's see. including the pre-show. So that's that's two hours at yep. least. Um, or have they jumped to three for Mania? I'm trying to remember. I think, I think it was just but, two. Uh, it's definitely two. So, th- so I'm gonna say six hours because I'm gonna say two hours for the pre-show and four hours for. The oh, you, I think you're you're giving it a low ball. Well, because I think they did. I think it was five years. <laughs> five years last year, right? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go even uh, higher. I mean, I, I I'm gonna guess one. eight hours total, two hours pre-show, six hours main card. Here, hold on. I have. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to do some addition. So give me a second. Watch out, people. We gotta do math. And this is, this is gonna be rounding up too because there's minutes and seconds. So that gets rounded up to eleven, plus eleven, plus. 13 plus 10 plus 2 16 plus 10 plus this is great know, audio this, this by the way. very quality <laughs> end of the show. Plus 24. I'm getting there. But the math is almost complete. Plus 21. It was, it was like 187 minutes divided by 60. Wait, 180 minutes? So the main card last year was... Wait, is that just the match? Yeah, all the matches added up. Oh, but then you... That's just the but matches. Like, but the entrances... The matches alone were three hours. And all that shit. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so the matches yeah, yeah. itself were That's 187, so three hours. And so that alone changed. just took... And that was that's rough because yeah. that's like I'm saying like I rounded ten okay. minutes and forty seconds up. So to actually, 11, you're, you're, I guess maybe you're right. That probably the main card was like about four hours last year, but I feel like it felt like it was five. I don't know. It just felt so goddamn long. <laughs> it felt it felt so long last year. I was uh, I was so exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Or maybe I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be five hour um, main card, two hour show, or two hour pre show, seven hours total. I'm pretty sure there's no trains uh, in Tampa, so they won't have to worry about stranding uh, hundreds of people yeah. uh, on <laughs> trains overnight. There's coronavirus and make sure that the whole thing still happens. I I think a lot of reporters are going like, no, they'll never cancel Mania. I think it might come down to it, that they'll postpone it or something, because it's starting to trickle in. I don't know if you've heard the biggest thing so far about Italy right now. No, no one can go Holy to like shit. soccer matches. So they're playing the games, but there's just no one in the crowd. Yeah. Um, 
in the United States right now, the NHL has closed off the media from going mm. into the locker rooms mm. after the games to limit right. like outside interactions with the players. Um, uh, for example, in soccer in America, like there was a, a meet the team event for the union coming up this week. And they already said that like the, the players will only be signing like pre-made pictures and stuff like that. You can't hand them a ball to sign. You can't hand them your own picture to sign. Yeah. You can't shake their hand. Like it's just going to be like a very like mm. stiff interaction kind of stuff. So it, it might be coming down to it. We'll see. Well, we'll see whether uh, WrestleMania goes on, but rest assured listeners, coronavirus can't cancel this podcast. We'll keep going no matter what happens. Yeah. We wash yeah, our hands. We wash our hands. We, we wash our hands. We're good. Until next time, keep watching wrestling, wash your hands. Don't get coronavirus. And we'll see you next time. All right. And then we'll catch up with you soon. Because, I mean, it's only like three weeks until yeah, maybe is coming up like soon. Uh, and then we got the rescheduled, I would assume, New Japan Cup that's going to be coming up soon. Uh, so we got things are happening. Yeah. A- any any word on that, by the way, of like what, not, what not they're going to reschedule it for? So I'm, I'm assuming what they're going to do is maybe just cram a lot more of the matches into the second half of March. Because those events, I think, are still happening. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't heard a specific announcement yet, but that's my guess. Huh? Did did I say four weeks for? Uh, uh three or four, right? Yeah, it's four it's four time. exactly. Yeah, all right, four weeks till Mania. Stay safe, everybody. Peace. All right, peace.